This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Quick Snap Podcast. Tonight we've been joined by Anthony from Roar of the Lions, and we obviously have Brett and Scott. And I say obviously because they are the only ones that are here 90% of the time. Uh, I am here this week, and Tom is not here as usual. So He's yeah. living at large in Amsterdam. He is. He's he got is, a yeah. better excuse this week, not just, I got home late from cricket, or whatever yeah, he normally yeah, says. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Anthony, how you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. Thanks for having me back on. You know, I enjoyed this a lot last time, and you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to discussing the Lions this year. Obviously, that was us. There's a bit more. There's a bit more buzz about us than usual. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Good. That was good. that was the college podcast. Thanks. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm glad you remembered. Actually, yeah, no, I remember. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So we we do have the uh, college podcast and the NFL podcast, and I wouldn't go near the college one because I couldn't even tell you five college players with confidence. So oh, you're going to say teams, and mate, I really did. I thought you. Were going to say <laughs> I think I could do five college teams, <laughs> but five college players with confidence, I think I'd, I'd struggle. Um, I've never heard you mention a college team, so I, I actually would be surprised if you could name five college teams. Okay, we'll do it at the end of the podcast. We'll do it. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So this week we're going to go through the NFC North. If anyone didn't realize why Anthony's here from Roar of the Lions, and uh, I, I'd like to say I already told you off off the podcast, but I am a big Lions fan this year. I was a little bit last year, but I think I think I'm getting more on board this year. Yes, I think as a, as the, the division becomes weaker and weaker, required. well, the division's <laughs> getting weaker, so the Lions become stronger naturally. Um, but yeah, what 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 are your feelings before we? In fact, you know what? Don't give us your feelings. Sorry, that that being rude. We'll get onto your feelings at the end because I want I want you to have a full chance to discuss what you think on the Lions. So pick pick the worst team in the division, and we'll start with them. I know he's going to say because I've been in the Discord. I know if he's going to be coming out now. No, I, I I want to say them, but I can't. I think it's very tough at the minute. Two of the worst is, but let's start the Bears. I'm screwed. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say the Bears. Let's start there. Okay, um, so 
I actually think if there was going to be a dark horse team that no one ever thought of this year, it could be the Bears. I'm, I hate, I really hate saying it because I was like, I picked him to be really bad. And every time I look at the team and go, quite like it, quite like him. I think, I think if you were going to bet, you'd bet on them being bad. But I think there's something there that you think, oh, they could, uh, you could sneakily do something this year. Not do something like go, goes far in the playoffs, but I was gonna they, say, they might not be as bad something. as people think. You know what I mean? There's always somebody that goes from bottom to top of a division each year. And yeah. I really can't figure out who it's going to be this year. And the, the NFC North is as wide open as anywhere. So you kind of think that... Come on, Brett, don't pull a face. It's not exactly a locked division. NFC so South. I was I about to that's say, more NFC a, South. That's more of a coin yeah. I'm not. I'm not, saying it's the mo- I'm not saying it's the most wide open, but it's it's... You know, it's not a lockdown division. Like you're not saying. Oh, I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it's like the uh, AFC South. And the <laughs> I think saying it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. But like, I just think the Bears—they were bottom last year. Somebody always does it. You could, you know, you could see it happening as a bit of a wild card. They they go on a bit of a run. It's, it yeah. won't be ridiculous. What your, what are your views on this, Anthony? What you, you think they're the worst team? Go on, tell us why. So before anyone starts, because you know people say I'm a Lions fan, I hate Justin Fields. I don't. He was my favorite. He was my favorite quarterback in that draft, and I'm on record as saying it. And I was gutted when he went there. But I've always been concerned the way they build. They've not addressed the trenches like we have in Detroit. You know that's why we're so much better than we've been in the past. Both sides of the trenches, both sides of the ball, are a lot stronger now. That's where our strength comes from in this team, and they've got some very good skill players there now. But you look at the line on the edge, they've had to bring in Yannick Ngakwe, who's, who's getting on, and he's like going to be the only guy out on the edge there in the interior. They've, they've drafted guys, but there's no proven production there yet. And then on the offensive line, you know, Fields runs for his life a lot of the time. And I know they're thinking they've got maybe a few pieces there this year, but I mean, Tevon Jenkins is hurt already. Donnell Wright's hurt already. They might miss some of the season. And you just don't see the depth on either side of the ball that's going to push them past, like, say, the Packers. I know Jordan loves with the Packers, but they know how to win. They always have, and it's a pain in the arse. Knowing how to win games in the NFL and how to do it in the hardest of situations is something you can't teach. And so they're always going to be dangerous to that. And then with the Vikings, they're in, you know, they're past their window to compete now, but they're still going to try. And I don't know if they can beat them over the full course of a season. I, I actually think that the records are going to be quite close. I think maybe between top and bottom team, there might be three wins, four wins. So I'm not saying it as they're going to be absolutely trash, but I just, where they are at the minute, I just have them down at the bottom. The trenches just are not going to be strong enough. For me, that is why. Yeah. They're not going to be Cardinals bad, but they're still going to be, they're going to be relying on their skill positions significantly rather than the places like the nitty gritty parts of the defensive line and the offensive line. Yeah, it'd be like the NFC South last year. What was that? An eight-win team, three seven-win teams. It's it's going to be very close. I think. But I think will be a few wins above, and then those three will be sort of bang smack level with one another almost for different reasons. I think I, that's how I feel. That's what my gut says. Anyhow, it's not inherent yeah. hate towards Chicago, even though the fans are insufferable <laughs> it, right now. But I, it, is, oh, it is a little bit in it. Don't lie. It's a little bit. If, that. If you're going to say a, <laughs> you're going to say a standout <laughs> player, I've got my fingers crossed. So yeah. It, it, are we, are we doing standout player, Brett, or breakout player? Breakout, breakout, breakout. breakout. Standout, you could just say Justin Fields. Do, does does DJ Moore count as a breakout player, considering he hasn't really broken no. out? I think he hasn't really broken out. He's been, he should have flashes, but he hasn't really. He's been on a poor like, team, but he puts up solid numbers consistently. He's just been on a poor team, so nobody really talks about him. But you, I was going to say, it, if you put him on, say, like the Bengals, then you'd be talking about him significantly. 
to be fair to Ari, even if he was a wide receiver too. Go on. I think I think he could break out this year though. Yeah, proper, I, proper like, one. Like he'd be like, yeah, like lead, lead, lead the team, not lead the league, lead the team. I like, would be like proper leader on that team. He should lead this team. I mean, he should be ahead of Mooney, Claypool, Sam Brown isn't a bad sort of fourth, like third or fourth wide receiver. But yeah, DJ Mark should be a leader. I yeah. mean. I, fairly, I, I do think you hit the nail on the head though with it when you said about just the depth for like the O lines and stuff like that, the O line, D line. I think this piece is there. Dan O'Reilly, I actually really like. I think out of Tennessee, I think he was class, but yeah, that's pretty thin once, like you say, Jenkins gets injured. Or, I mean, they've got Alex Leverwood, who I'm a Raiders fan in that one. Right? So, <laughs> I knew you'd I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I know how bad that can go, but. Outside, if if they get lucky and it stays healthy and sort of they get you know an O line that actually can just play together, they're not the most talented, but if they play together, they've got the skill positions that I think Herbert's going to be a great. If we're going breakout players, Khalil Herbert could be that for me. Like he's now taken over, taken over Montgomery, where he was always showed flashes but never really did. I don't think he ever did enough Montgomery to be like a proper like top running back. Herbert actually looked better in parts when he when he filled in, so I think he could be the breakout. But, if yeah. I'm I'm going to say if this offensive line plays sixteen and plays seventeen games, game, I want to say sixteen, it could be middle of the road, which is a compliment to them because of how bad they were. <laughs> how yeah, how bad it was last year. Because yeah. <clears throat> if like how bad it was last year in comparison to this year, so long as there's considerable improvement and strides made from all five positions then that's a win it's not going to be one of those years where it's like oh playoffs or bust or your job's on the line obviously it's not it's year two of um matt Eberflus. he's a bad he should be sat he's a bad coach i don't know i just think one year enough for that that was that was so bad watching last year one year is enough Um, so do you think it could go the way of zach taylor though in terms of he he's carried too high and to those games like not with that Bowl. team. Nah, Joe Burrow's not. Not uh, currently, Justin Fields, obviously. not just Joe Burrow. <laughs> well, I, I actually, I actually think Justin Fields has got a higher ceiling than Joe Burrow because he can run very, very well. If, he, if, he, if he's, if he's. Tall, I'm sorry, you're, you're notoriously for hating Lamar Jackson, and you're going to start saying Justin Fields is better than Lamar Joe Burrow. Jack- Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball. Oh my god, this is. Uh, I just can't believe conference I, for the North. We're I, just, the anyway. I just, I just, I just can't believe Var is liking Justin Fields at all. I, I don't mind Justin Fields. Anyway, yeah. yeah um, Anthony, breakout player if you can find one. I mean, I, I, it might hurt. No, like I say, there are good players on there, and I will not deny oh, there are yeah. other good players. There are other good players in the NFC North. I can't just say all three teams are terrible, <laughs> but I would go in the running back room as well. But I'd look at the guy they just drafted, Rashawn Johnson. I mean, he yeah. he comes out of college, and you know, I wasn't as high on this as they were, but he comes out with such little mileage on the clock. But more importantly, his build, his threat as a dual threat guy. We've seen with Monty what they've done with him using him both facets over the years. I feel like he's set up to come in and really, you know, because they, they will run by committee, I think. I don't think they'll use Herbert as a running back one full no. off. I think he will get his carries 
and work his way in. And, and, and if they can develop him correctly, like I say, with such little mileage on there, he's ready to go and ready to put down some yardage. And he could be good. He was just hidden behind the best running back in college football. So I, I think he could be the breakout this year, as much as I would hate to see it. But he's a good player. Yeah. If I'm going to go rookies, I was going to go Tyler Scott at wide receiver, but mine was going to be Jaquan Brisker at safety. I was always high on Brisker and Gordon coming out when they came out of Washington. Yeah, I think, did Brisker come out of Washington? Brisker came out of Penn State. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I kept, what was I thinking of then? There's another corner that came out of Washington that year. Isaac McDuffie. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, I was high on Brisker coming out. Uh, year one was okay. I think he'll break out in year two, though. I think he'll be uh, the leading safety in, well, I say the leading strong safety. Obviously, they've still got Eddie Jackson, but he's not what he was, obviously. Also got um, Tyreek Stevenson as well. So I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see this secondary come out, but I don't think it's going to be a good team overall. There's talent, but it's just not going to be well played, shall we say. I, I think that I think that the Falcons of this year they play a lot of teams tough, but they don't win a lot of games. Not necessarily style, of, not necessarily like style of play, but just they you know they end up around the same sort of record. I mean, is that what you're going to ask, Ari? You're going to ask what the record was, wouldn't you? <laughs> so I mean, I'll one step ahead of you. Yeah, I'll I'll say six and eleven. I think they're going to be more competitive than that, but ultimately don't win that many games and still end up, you know, what did you top, say sorry six and eleven. Okay. I think I think they, yeah, they, they could easily get to eight nine wins with a bit of luck, but I'll stick them. I'll stick them at I'll stick them at six for yeah. Edge my bets at six. I went seven and ten. Yeah, fair. They could definitely get to seven, but I've gone five. Oh, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I had, yeah. I had yeah. six and eleven as well. I think I think six will be about where they're at. Yeah, yeah I think. Five and twelve, they're bottom of the division for me. I don't know if that's the same for you guys. They're not bottom of the division for me, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Wait, what did you have at six? Six and eleven, yeah. Okay. Oh, got teams. Oh, I get in to that division with less than six wins. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, think, I know who he's going to say. Yeah. Right, Anthony, as the guest, mate, you can pick the next team. Um. Oh, let's go Packers next. I always like oh, to talk oh. trash about the Packers. <laughs> so. <laughs> I am. This is the one of the most confusing teams that I've had to predict on in the league. I don't think it is. I, 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 I like him. <laughs> I, I just don't know what Jordan Love's going to be. And people go, oh, but he looks okay That's... in the preseason. But, but everyone looks okay in the preseason. This is. I liked how he looked against Philly last year when he came in. I know he came in in garbage time a bit, and that's yeah. what we—that's what we knocked some people on. But it, it was a game that still ended up close, and he threw a few. You know, he threw a. What hundred and something yards in fourth quarter and a touched a big touchdown. It's small sample. It's very small sample, but I thought he looked good then. But yeah, it, he's the big question mark, isn't he? Let's be honest. Right. It, well, it's a, it's more than a question mark. If, if you're going to predict how the team's going to be, he's the it's, he's the biggest factor. It's it's yeah. It's a it's a worst position to be unsure about. Outside of that, though, it's a really light team. Yeah. I I think they've got good running backs. Obviously, wide receiver needs to properly develop if you can have a young quarterback they're still young at wide receiver tight end looks good O-line is still it's it's cracking it's not what it was but if back to Iris still plays you know a lot of games which I'm not sure he will do but if he can that's that's good 
And then the defence. It's got to be in his 30s, hasn't it? About 33, well, I think. Yeah, it has got mid to mid to mid-30s. But it, if they, I just don't think they're going to have to score a lot of points, though. I think the defence is really good. He's 31. The, there you go. But, yeah, fair. But, but I just think the secondary, Jerry Zander is my favourite cornerback in football. Um, Stokes and Douglas are bad opposite him. Savage is a decent free is a decent safety. They've got pass rush with Gary and Preston and you know up front Kenny Clark and Wyatt is a decent set. I, I don't know, I just, I just think the defense will get them through a lot of games. That means yeah, Love and the run game. Scott. Yeah, in the run game. So they don't have to score 30 points a game with Jordan Love throwing it 35 times. They just I don't think they'll have to do it. I've got something I want to say. Does this team not give off the Washington football team vibes of 2020 where you think if they had a quarterback, this team would be amazing because they had the one of the best defenses in the NFL and they had a passable offense minus the quarterback. The I'm not sure amazing, but it'd be put, good. Act, put a pro- proper quarter. Not, I'm not saying Aaron, uh, I was about to say Aaron Jones then. Imagine anyone other than Jordan Love that is proven in the NFL. Put them into the offense. Kurt Cousins. Well, yeah, I mean, ten wins. It, it'd do a job. Tell me, I'm wrong. Ten wins. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll I won't say what my think the record is yet, but no, I just think... I know what your record is. <laughs> but <laughs> this team just has the biggest X factor. I think it's the biggest biggest factor X factor in the NFL. Well, I've I've actually got them doing quite well, but I will get to that in a minute. But I, I think Jordan Love. Might be something, but Anthony, I can see you. I can see your weight, mate. You, you, you tell no. us what you think. They are. I'm, 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 I'm not prepared to live in a world where Jordan Live is good. I'm sorry, but they've had 30 years of all the fame. I'm not, I'm not ready for a third one in a row. But that's it. That's all it comes down to with this team. It is, it is ready to go, and I'll give it its dues. I say they more than anyone know how to win games of football. They know how to get into the playoffs. They know how to win the big games for them, but. And they say it's all about the quarterback and it can make or break you like it will with our team. I mean, maybe not so now Teddy's here, but, you know, without golf, this goes from maybe an 11, 12 win team to, to four or five. And, and that's what it's going to be like for the Packers as well. But we love you just have this feeling that it's not quite there at the minute. You know, he's sat for three years. He's done very little for them. And I know Rogers does the same. It doesn't happen very often where you get to year four and you've not seen serious game time and you suddenly become elite. I mean, I think he's got a lot more to prove than Aaron did when he got there. But fun fact about both those, though, with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, the last passes they both threw in the NFL with game-losing interceptions to our safeties against us, they have that record. It's it's lovely. We picked off Jordan Love a season (laughs) and a half ago. We won against them at Lambeau, and then Aaron Rodgers did it last year. But the team has got the defence, which is the defence. Yeah, that is a true fact. I've fact-checked in everything. But... um, (laughs) Let's say the defense you saw towards the end of last year was what we thought it would be all year. It was really good. They say they've got the standout guys in there, especially in the secondary. They'll have Rashawn Gary back this year, which is huge for them. I think they struggled without the pass rush last year, and it, it's going to be formidable. I mean, even when we beat them last year twice, we didn't put many points down on them. It's that's just how it is against them, and I think it'll be the same again. But. It all revolves around the quarterback, and I'm just not as sure on him this time. And if it were the Bears upcoming with us doing better, we've shown that they're not our bogey team anymore. 
I think they're going to regress a little bit as well. I, th- I think you've got to expect regression in year one of a brand new quarterback here. Yeah. I think there will be a natural regression. And then in 12 months, we'll see. They could very well be on the way back up again really quickly, but, but not this year. What do you think? What is a good year for? I mean, we can all answer this, but what is a good year for Jordan Love? Not not an excellent like he immediately comes a Pro Bowl or all pro, all Pro kind of thing, but for the for the yeah. Packers to make a playoff run, not a run, make the playoffs, what has he got to do? I mean, I mean, you've got to limit the turnovers. I think that's the big thing for him. If you start throwing lots of picks, you know, if you start getting, you know, because we've done it to him twice in the last game we played him, strip sacked him twice, got the ball off him. You can't turn the ball over. You've got to show that you're confident. To be a Green Bay Packers quarterback, you know, you've had two guys who are the most arrogant but most confident and talented players on the roster. I think that's what you have to be. <laughs> you can't be scared. You've got to go out there. You've got to do your business. I think that's what he has to show, that he can do a full season. Like I said the numbers don't have to be off the chart. But he does all the basics right. He keeps the ball. He keeps the offense ticking, and you know you don't get any of those sticky parts where like he's 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 getting the ball away a lot. They're losing a lot of games. The team's losing trust in him. You know, can can he develop relationships with his receivers? You know, can he sort of get under that trust with them? Do they buy into him? So I think he's just got to be steady this year and show that he can be the guy without being amazing. I think that's I a think- good year for him. I think the big thing he needs to show this year is even if he does have those games where he has an inception or has a strip sack, how he can recover in game. You don't need to see him have like four picks in a game and like destroy his confidence. Like we've seen like Sam Darnold do, or, you know, or Zach Wilson do, you know, when, they, when they've come into the league, had the opportunity to go out and then and they've had like, yeah, you look okay. You look okay. And that one game comes in four picks and then confidence is just gone. That is not what you need in that franchise. I think if he has a game where he gets picked off first quarter, then comes back and scores some points, that'll do him up the world of good. Um, yeah, we, 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 do don't, we don't talk about Sam Darnold's debut in the NFL round here because he ripped us to absolute shreds. <laughs> oh, yeah. The reason, the reason everyone got so high on him is because they absolutely tore us apart on his debut and they're like, oh, my God, this guy's a number one pick, not a number two. And then years down the line, you're looking at that going... No, the lives oh. are just shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was Matt Patricia era. That 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 can be say that was a dark time. Pushed under yeah. that one. We yeah, we yeah. made we made PJ Walker look like Tom Brady. So I mean, what can you do? Yeah, yeah. it happened. It but, happened. The last the last thing I'm gonna say, I'm, love, and just to defend him a little bit, I guess without having team play yet, what have the Niners just done to Trey Lance? Like he was a third overall pick. They traded the thing for, and they didn't care about getting rid of him. They've obviously they obviously do see something in John Love that they were going. Yeah, Rogers is gone, but he's gone now. Let's go with this. They could have just gone, you know what? Let's go get Mariota and just somebody like that and just or throw Jimmy him in. G. Just, or Jimmy G. Or, yeah, whoever who's, you know, would know I that mean, system pretty well. They're going but, with him. But I mean, this stretches, this for me, it doesn't just stretch back to he's had three years, he's not playing. You stretch back to his college days. He didn't exactly light the world on fire as at Utah State. And I was just like, you know they had they traded up to get him when they didn't really have to. There wasn't a gaggle of teams really going after him at the end of the first, which <laughs> it, for me tells you something that you know it was a great coach. And then it's like, can you think of any guys apart from him, Rogers who have sat for three years and then gone on to be really good? You don't generally tend to sit so long and then just yeah. be great because he's not played serious football since twenty. 19. 2019. It's a long, long time to do that and then just go out 
and deliver for a franchise that expects minimum NFC North and NFC Championship games. It, you've got to look at this. Might be buying the hype, and I apologise if it is. But you go look at look at look at Hard Knocks and see how Rogers is with Zach Wilson. He he might not have been the same way Jordan Love, but he might have been. And if he's doing even a fraction of what he's doing there, and and being a leader and showing showing him what you can and can't do and all that, he might have been learning off one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in our era, and then come out and just shock the world. And this is why oh. I, I've put them quite high, purely because. <laughs> I don't think if you're in a sports world, you can sit behind someone that talented and not learn. Yeah, I agree. You have to have picked something up. I'm it, pretty sure there, they was just not play. They just there was a quote that came out from Aaron Rodgers about Jordan Love, and he was gushing praise all over him. Like he, like said he was one of the best like backups gotta, he's ever mentored. Yeah, but or pinch of salt though, because he, he said that about Tim, yeah. he said that about Tim Boyle Tim when he came to our team as well. So Aaron <laughs> tends to talk. <laughs> His backups. I mean, yeah. there's been a lot of them over the years he's talked up who have. Yeah. And what, what else is he going to do? He isn't going to go, yeah, this guy's shit. Don't ever. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not what he's going to do. No. So, but I do see oh. a point, Brett. It, 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 yeah. It's all adding up where he could actually be something. Anyone got any uh, breakout players for this team? I do have something else to say about Apart Jordan from Jordan Love. Love. Oh, I was just going to say something about that thing. If. You go back to 2020 and you're the Green Bay Packers in the front office during that COVID draft. Yeah. Do you, knowing what you know in terms of Aaron Rodgers and how he plays in 2020 and 2021, would you change that pick and say T. Higgins or Michael Pittman? Or uh, Jonathan yeah. Taylor? Would, would you change that knowing what you know now in terms of, you know the piece that's missing, but you could, you'd still have... Yeah. That uncertainty of the player, they could still change. I don't know that I would. I mean, they still had Devontae Adams then. The running game didn't would, need any would help. Take him, say, the, the special you would take Jordan Law. The special teams screwed them up, and, and you're yeah. not going to take a special teams player in round one, are you? I guess. I mean, you think of that I mean, someone 49ers like that. game. But if they had T Higgins, yeah. it wouldn't be left to special teams. Who did that? Someone it, took a kicker in round one, I swear. Yeah, the Raiders did it with Seabass. Oh my god! That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, John, that, I'm John, sure that John, was like the seventies. No, nah, John like... John Gruden did it. He took he took Jamikowski. Uh, I must say, I miss him great. I must, I miss him greatly. Round ones in the NFL draft are not as fun anymore without him making <laughs> the most otherworldly out there pick ever. It was oh, fun to bet on who it. There is three yeah. kickers all time selected in the first round of the NFL draft. I mean, Justin Tucker would have been worth it if he had gone there. So, I mean, you could have said that. But, yeah. Uh, breakout, breakout, breakout player. I, I'm i going to go defense just because I really I really do like his defense. Uh, even though a lot of them already are pretty solid um, stars like Alexander and stuff. I'll, I kind of want to say Gary, but I think he's already shown enough apart from his injuries. So, I'll say Devontae Wyatt. I don't know what breaking out on an interior defensive line means because unless you're Aaron Donald, you don't get a lot of like praise for being a the end on a free for a D tackle, but he went to Georgia. Great, you know, good, good college player, and he's on a good defense. I think he'll he'll show up a bit this year. Okay, I'm gonna go with Dylan. I think I know, I know he's played well, but I think uh, Aaron yeah. Jones will go down early, and I think Adrian Dylan will be, be the lead back. Oh, you can't say that. The, the, other, <laughs> the other kicker I was thinking was Ray Guy. That's who I was thinking of because I know the Raiders a, did it twice. That's, that's a brilliant, it's a brilliant name. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, it's hard because you want to say love, don't you? No, I don't want to say love. <laughs> I really don't. I'm gonna say Eric Stokes. Yeah, it's fair. I, I this, this team has got quite a few Georgian players on it. Yeah, they have. Um, but yeah, I think Eric Stokes could make it like a really nice piece in the secondary alongside Jair Alexander. Mm-hmm. I think in me, I look on their offensive line. Um, this is the year of Zach Tom. I loved him when he came out of college last year. They worked him into the system last year. I think he's slated to start at right tackle for them this year. But yeah. the one thing the Packers do well is develop offensive linemen. I mean, there were three deep at left tackle last year when you include Elton Jenkins and Josh Nyman, yeah. who are all like NFL caliber. Who the hell has three NFL caliber left tackles on the rest? It's hard enough to get one, whereas them just <laughs> all over the line have these versatile guys who just plug and play everywhere. And a guy like him... I think the position's open for him now. So I think he's going to be great. That running game, they will lean on heavily with Jordan in, I reckon. I think you'll see, and they've got two running backs to do it for them. So I can see Tom being big for them this year. He'll be be their next big star on the line. It's incredibly rare. Like, that first, that Packers line is underrated criminally by a lot of people. And that second unit could roll as a one, but... I just didn't see why they picked Zach Tom and then Rashid Walker in the same draft. Like they were both, they both started to um, started to start at right tackle. But yeah, I agree. Zach Tom was unbelievable coming out of Wake Forest, and he's just plugged in nicely at Green Bay. The scary thing was they could have drafted Creed Humphrey over Josh Myers. Now that line, I would just have, I just, I just oh. wave, I wave the white flag against that line. I it would. doesn't matter who's a quarterback <laughs> at that point. No, no, they and and I was incredulous when they made that pick because I was adamant he was the best center in that draft, and they picked it. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? And no. he's like the weak spot on there now. They had Creed on there, it'd be like Jesus. It'd be so. Uh, it'd be a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> so records. I, I, I'll i say mine first because I think people will laugh. I'm, I've gone 10 and 7. I'm not laughing as loud as you laugh at me if you get that. Uh, I think funny. people are going to laugh at mine. I, okay. I've I've gone 11 and 6 and I have them winning the division. <laughs> wow. Anthony's not impressed. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Edna. Wow. I, 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 I wore a Lions jersey for you. <laughs> I understand any scepticism against us. Trust me, it's not taken to heart. <laughs> History who's, would agree. History would agree with you. So, who's on the back? Uh, it's a Scott Mitchell jersey. This. Okay, I thought you'd bring out big old left, Barry. But... I ain't got a Barry Sanders jersey. Oh, boo. Bring out a left-handed quarterback. That's all. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> do you want me to go next? Because yeah, go on. You you winding up? Go on. Six and eleven. What? Nah, mate, mate, you're off your head. That's a it's a good team. That. Chicago, New Orleans, Vegas, obviously. Steelers, Bucks, Bears. You didn't say obviously. No, okay. <laughs> it's not like Ari's going to say. Ari would take the time to go and say, oh, every loss that the Raiders, uh, every game that the Raiders play is going to be a loss. Come on, man. <laughs> I've actually got them starting 5 and 0 up until bye. I've got them I've got them at eight wins. I don't think they're going to regress as much as some people. Th- that running game and that defense is good enough to win games, and our yeah. division's yeah. wide open. So I've got them about eight. Okay, we're all, we're all there enough, apart from Brett, who's had an absolute fucking nightmare. I mean, I'm only two <laughs> behind Anthony, and Anthony's <laughs> only two behind. The you, big so. difference to you, yeah, but team eight, eight and six. Yeah, 
six win team is like your top five pick nearly. You could in some years. In some years you can be. I'm trying to think of the last time a six win team was top five natural. That's anyway. I've got them winning the division. You got them winning it. Wow. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh right. Let's go on to the Vikings. So Shitty team. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this uh, is uh like another team where you just think I'm not sure what I'm doing uh, here. Mate, Have I you think that's nowhere near as strong, so absolutely ever tash. seen something have such a great side one side of the ball and such a terrible other side of the ball. Is like, it that I'm is it sure that great anymore? Is it that great anymore? Yeah, Justin Jefferson and then TJ Hawkinson. Solid offensive line. Jordan Addison, Kirk still serviceable. I don't know. I'm going to get killed for that. Jordan Addison hasn't done anything yet. Oh, he's going to do something this year. <laughs> I f- I think he was overdrafted, but I get why. Well, they well, did. Yeah, but you think that all the wide receivers were overdrafted? I predict. I predicted they draft him. He's Adam Thielen yeah. light. They needed he a is. Thielen replacement, and I I bookmarked that from about two months in front of the draft, and I got it right. Yeah. So you knew exactly what they were going to do. I think I I also mocked him to the Vikings at one point in time, but I also I also mocked JSN to the Seahawks for some strange reason. And then that happened. Yeah, well, I mean that. Was... I wouldn't do that because he needs one of those right now. <laughs> I wouldn't punch the air because he needs one of those. He's a hand. Yeah, look, look at that defense though. I mean, like they had to get Daniel Hunter back just to make it. I mean, serviceable, worthy. But they're, they're relying on people like. Marcus Davenport to try and do something, or Harrison Smith in his 19th year in the league, whatever he, how old he is now. Like, I don't know. Who? I don't even know how these people are. Who's who's Kai? I don't know. I can't pronounce that name. Tonga, the nose tackle. Kyrus Tonga. The hell's that? Uh, the <laughs> tackle. Uh, where did he come? Don't... He was with Chicago at one point, wasn't he? I mean, the fact that we're just guessing, just that defense is going to fall to bits, and I just. I don't know. I think last year was yeah, great. They got did they get to twelve wins at the end? How many did they get 13. to thirteen? Yeah. I mean, with an unbelievable amount of comebacks, an unbelievable amount of one score games that they didn't they didn't lose a single one score game all year, did they? Was it eight and zero or something? And don't get me wrong, I watched quarterback and absolutely loved Kirk Cousins. I thought, it was, I thought he came off really well. He was class. Yeah. But I'm still but I'm still not going to pick him as like a guy who carries a team. I think he's great when he's got. Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, feeling all that sort of stuff. I know Jefferson's still there, but yeah, I'd not seen it. Not seen it this year at all. Nah, it's just a bit too worrying. That's going to be a super suspect. This is like the Rams in terms of they're going to have star talent on the offensive side of the ball. They've got Stafford and Cup in LA. They've got obviously they've got Jefferson and to a point, Kirk Cousins. Yes, I know him to style. We get it, but this defense is so sus. It's so young and unproven. But uh, even the vet- even the veterans are unproven. It's like it's it's experts first round picks who haven't done anything yet, like Marcus Davenport. Like they're not they've not gone and gone big name and got, like Jordan Hicks. They're just all people that you go. We have to remember mm, though that this meh. isn't. Um, this wasn't meant to be happen. Last year wasn't meant to happen the way it was meant to happen. They weren't a thirteen-win team. Obviously, that was that's, what, that's what I'm saying yeah. in the playoffs. But I think even they, I think they were surprised by the wins they got because well, purely purely for the fact that this year they've gone and done what they've done with the defensive side of the ball, 
Quasi Adolfo Mensa wasn't planning on having that amount of wins because he said, we're following our plan to the dot, not like the Giants who have followed their plan. And then last year happened and then they took a tangent, paid Daniel Jones 40 million and had to sign Saquon to whatever contract that was. The Vikings are following it to the plat to the T in the fact that they know what they're doing on the inside, on the outside, it may look strange because obviously they've shed a lot of talent. The defense is going to be really probably bottom quarter of the of the league. Easy, yeah. But maybe bottom three. But right. they're they're in for a rough season. I mean, first of all, Kirk Cousins is the biggest fraud in the league. Yeah, I was going to say, how he gets paid that much money to be that average, I don't know. But I said this to our because we have a regular Vikings guy on our pod, and we're brought. And I said this to him in all sincerity, and he agreed. They need to tank this year. Yeah. They cannot afford a mid-season because what you have done now, you are in the last year of Kirk Cousins' contract, and then he's done. You are not going to be drafting high enough next year to get Caleb to get Drake, to get any of these guys up there who are going to revolutionize your franchise. Because, you you know, you're probably going to win maybe seven, eight, nine games again. You're going to be picking mid-teens or whatever. And you're not in a position to go get one of these guys. So what do you do? Do you go and get one of the lesser guys and just hope? I mean, they've done that several times now with Kellen Mond and Jaron Hall this year. They're just taking swings each way in the can. Or your alternative is you're going to have to pay Kirk Cousins more than fifty million a year. He earns yeah. forty million a year now. Am I paying Kirk Cousins fifty million? God no, I am not. And that is that is the quandary because you can't reset at quarterback. You have Justin Jefferson's contract about to come up. He's going to get paid north of thirty million a year as a receiver. He's going to get elite like tackle money. 35. That's how much he's going to. Yeah, he's going to get thirty-five, going up towards forty, maybe. You've got Christian Darasaur. He's going to get paid top five left tackle money. He's coming up for his contract. You have some massive financial commitments you are about to make, and you don't have a quarterback to set and build your team around. And that's just going to lead to the years of purgatory for them. And unfortunately for them, we're in the final stages of our build, going up towards a good team. The Bears. This time next year, they'll be getting towards the final stages of their build if they draft properly and protect fields. And then the Packers, the Packers are just Jordan Love been mid away from being a really good team again. You will soon flip and end yourself on the bottom and you'll find it a struggle to get back up again. You can't afford a midseason this year. So just blow it up and start again. Get your quarterback because you're not in a position, you've got a lot of old players, you know, you've seen you've let Thielen go, you've let Cook go, you've still got a lot of guys to go on that roster to shed and rebuild, because you've got to start somewhere, and they're not in the position to do it, so I say it with all due respect to them, be bad, because it will make but, you better in the future. But they're Vikings not going to be... have because, never been bad, though. But they're not going to be bad, because and you, you're right in terms of the franchise. I, I, I know they won't be. I'm just saying that is that is what they should be. Oh, yeah. I, right I think now, they might. They are a middling team who are going to screw themselves in the long term because they, you can't, you've got nothing at quarterback. You're, you're paying Kirk ridiculous amounts to be average every year and you're going to be in purgatory. Or you're going to have to bring in another quarterback. And, and who's was... that going to be? Trey Lance? Are you going to try yes. and bring him and, and yep. rescue him? I mean, you could as a flyer. I think they will. You want, to do it there, you? You want to do it, yeah. You want to do it this year? Just 
sit Kirk and give Lance a, an audition this year, say, look, what can you do with this team? If you're any good, we'll build up again next year. If not, we'll blow it up. Or Would it take a seven? They'll, they'll, I don't know. But they, anyhow, they'll be mid this year. They need to be bad, but they won't be, of course, because no, no team is. That's no. the position they're in, though. They're They've in the got... worst team of everybody in this conference right now in terms of their future. You've got too many players on the team that need to play well for, for contracts. That you've got Kirk Cousins, as you say, is coming to the end. He'll have to play well to try and get a place somewhere else. You've got Jefferson doesn't have to really play well to get a contract because he's going to get one anyway, but he has to continue to show what he's worth. You, you As a franchise, you're right, they have to be shit to get anywhere high, but realistically, not going to happen. I think I'm going to get pick up Zach Wilson next year. Oh, that'd be funny. I think he'll stay until Rogers retires, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think Minnesota can be as bad as we're all saying they need to be because they were so because they got so many wins last year. They have a very, very hard schedule. Like it's yeah. not hard for them to be a really bottom t- bottom um, five, bottom ten team. They've got. I'm not going to go. I won't like just list it all out, but they play at Philadelphia. They play the Chargers. They play Kansas City. They play the Niners. They play the Saints, who are going to be good this year. They play Bengals. They play, obviously, a lot of teams in their own division. Like, they've got a lot of teams that you go in, yeah, you, you know when you're because of those. And then they've got divisional games that are always a toss-up. I, I'll tell you my record in a minute, but I think they will be... I genuinely do think they are going to be that bad. Any, before, you, before you go to records, any breakout players? Uh, cousins? I don't know. No, Jack. Uh, can, can I just I, say, there's, there's a couple of things I just wanted to add to the previous discussion um anthony was saying about how the um vikings had the bleakest future out of the end of the entire conference i was on board until he said that because i said um because like we discussed the rams and the cardinals last week they have no hope was it a conference or was it division though it's a conference i'm pretty anthony you said the uh, vikings had the bleakest future out of the conference didn't you or was it the division yeah. at the conference uh, uh... Oh, sorry, division. I'm in. Sorry. Okay, I was going to say I, I, conference. I was uh, when you said conference, I was like, well, the Rams and the Cardinals have very dark futures. But yeah, I, I with the division, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, but with all, all the terminology knocking around, yeah. I, there are just some things conferences, division. I do it with college football. I still mix them up from time to time. So I've uh, yeah, I was going to say, don't start with those. <laughs> uh, well, there's not going to be any soon. It's just going to be the SEC, Big Ten, and. Uh, Big 12, but anyways. Um, the Has anybody... I know I said this in the Discord on Raw of the Lines, and this got quite a few uh, pokes. The secret base documentary about the Minnesota Vikings um, have been going through their history now. They did it with the Falcons, they've done it with Vikings, and it is so intriguing and interesting to hear about the stories like uh, talking about Brooke Grant, uh, Fran Tarkington, the super, the consecutive playoff wins and losses, and then the Super Bowl losses. It's all well done. I cannot recommend it enough. If you get time, watch it. I just have to say that because it is a, one of the best pieces of media that has... Like, the Falcons one is so tragic in how it's played out. It's just amazing. And this one, the stories that have come out, is just so good. Um, my breakout player. I really hard. It's really hard to find one. I know. I don't want to say anything. Go on, Brady. Well, I want to say Lucy and Andrew B. Taking a punt in it. 
I, well, he was playing well until he broke his leg in London. Andrew uh, Booth was lighting the league up, was going to be lighting the league up, and then he got injured as well. So, so I'm going to go. Oh, God. Cam Bynum was also pretty decent for a fourth rounder coming out of Cal. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go KJ Osborne. I think Addison takes a bit of time. I think they're still going to have to throw it so much because there's no run game left that the wide receivers get a lot. And obviously, Jefferson will get a lot of a uh, defensive focus. So I, I think Osborne could have a nice, a nice season for a guy who's, yeah, on, always just been sort of there. I'm, I'm clutching at straws this team, really. I'm going to go Jalen Rager, just for a laugh. <laughs> I got a laugh what? out of me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so, it's so hard to find a player that'll, that'll break out. So. It, it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just This team is... Uh... Come on, I want to hear records. Uh, Breakout player, Anthony? Um, Ivan Pace Jr. Love him to death. How the hell he became an undrafted free agent, I do not know. But at linebacker, he is going to absolutely mesh things up for them. I hated it when they got him. Everything I've seen out of camp is he's going to have a significant part to play this year. Didn't they also get Andre Carter? Yeah. It's one of those things that really irks me. People go, undersized linebacker can't do it. It's like, shut up. It, it's absolutely nothing to do with it. If you're talented enough, we do it with Malcolm Rodriguez last year. We drifted in fifth round starter most of the season for us. Absolutely had no problems whatsoever. Pace, he, he is his name. He blitzes like a machine. Just You're going to see him getting sacks after running backs. He's going to be their breakout guy. And Pace was I think just, that's it for me. He was unbelievable at Cincinnati. I think he won Defense Player of the Year last year, didn't he? Yeah, so he was at Miami, so I, it, it, he was it, at Miami of Ohio the year before in the group of five, uh, and he made the move to Cincinnati, which was a lot bigger team. And he won defensive player there. of the year. Yeah. He just he took that leap up in, you know, opposition strength and didn't bother him one bit. He was nice. he was one of the best defenders in the country last year. Just beggar's belief that he didn't get drafted. See again, I the draft works in funny ways, I think, because some of the talent that falls out of the draft, like you and I think was really good like i'm pace unbelievable he's going to crack the 53 this year for the vikings but some just don't and it just begs belief what some people see okay but you got a breakout player I'm break you haven't said one yet yeah come on yeah i said louis seen or andrew booth oh yeah because isn't andrew booth hurt again yeah i think so I, I think, think he may be. He may be hurt in training camp, but I'm pretty sure he might be back to the start of the year. But Lewis, Lewis Seam was doing well before he broke his leg. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right, records. Uh, I've got seven and ten. Yeah, I've not even got him at that. <laughs> I've got him at five and twelve. I've got yeah. him seven and ten. Yeah, seven and ten. I think five and See, now that two-win golf but... looks looks a little bit... He's, he's saying be. five and 12 is harsh, but honestly, those, those games I read out that they've got to play, the teams I've got them losing to then, which I, I will read not because I think this is, you can see them losing all these games. going to read all 12 teams out. At Philly. Yeah, I was going to say name your wins. A name your wins in Tampa, New Orleans, I think they'll upset them, even though I think New Orleans are a good team. Vegas, because I can just um, see it happening. Do you think they start the year one and eight? 
Yeah, because have you seen who's on that schedule? I've at got Philly, to be in Carolina and Green Bay. At, Carolina, Carolina. at Carolina's hard. At Carolina, have you seen that offensive line? At, at, have you have you seen the defense that the Vikings have got? Gonna <laughs> yeah, I can play offensive line. That's gonna be a hell of a game to predict, by the way. At, at Falcons, hell of a game to predict. At Falcons is hard, mate. That's not a, it's not a given that somebody's going to walk over the Falcons this year. That's, that's no, it's not given at all. That um, might be my pick six game for that week because that's yeah. ooh. And I've got them splitting some division, get some divisional teams. But well, yeah, I've got them going three and three in the division. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well. Yeah, well. Let's let's get off this shitty team and we'll move on yeah. to uh, the the main team of the podcast. Um, right. So we're going to let you talk first because y- yeah, we want we want to hear what you you think about the Detroit Lions. Well, I mean, give me a start, boy. Is there anything specific you want to? Because it's it's obviously a, a so, lot to cover, and I don't want to ramble yeah. for ten minutes first. So, so <laughs> give me what you want to know, and then. How how are you viewing the the change from where you were to to now, and obviously like the last couple of years, and what's making you so excited about? Obviously, you mentioned earlier that you were gonna you think you're gonna win the division, which is not uh not far fetched at all these days. So, what makes you so excited that that that's gonna happen? So, I mean, first off, you have to look back to the start of this. You know, new reign, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell coming in two years ago. We were. Like at rock, you were at rock bottom, ground zero. We had been left with nothing. We had a rotten cap situation. We had very little talent on the team, and you know we were we were everybody's punching bag. Patricia had made us a laughing stock. But what you've seen over the last two years is the progressions of a team that's been built from scratch, and every sort of step along the way, the goals you're hoping to achieve, the goals you're hoping to set, you see in this team reach. It's obviously in year one. You know, we had a really good draft. You know, you get Penny Sewell, you get Ali McNeil, you get Amon Ross St. Brown. You start drafting these studs, especially on both sides of the line, where you're starting to build for the future. Now, that was a rotten year for us. It was very tough. But, you know, you end it 3-3-1. and one. You start to see signs of life there. You start to see Jared Goff coming back to life a little bit. You know, that's all you can really ask for in year one of a build like that when you start from scratch. It's mostly bad, but you're starting to see what it's all about. And then in year two, you have a similarly really good draft. You know, Aiden Hutchinson, you know, falls into your lap. He shouldn't have been there at two. No, he shouldn't. We drafted very solidly throughout. You know, you've gone trench guys again. You've you've gotten studs on both sides of the team. And year two was all about, you know, we know this team's gritty. We know the new culture's in there. You know, it's 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 completely different this time. The feel of it, the way the players act, because they're homegrown players. And what you're looking for in year two is for them, can they start to discover how to win games of football? Because that is a thing. You know, you can have these talented young teams, but to learn how to win games, to get over the line, is a mental step which is a really big one. And in year two, that is what you want to see from this team. And obviously it started bad. We had the game against Washington. We're like, oh, maybe we're going to be quite good right away. And then you sort of saw afterwards, we should have beaten the Vikings first up. We should have beaten the Seahawks first up. But the defense was just rank. You know, it, it was, we were left with no talent there whatsoever. That's been, you know, we had a lot of rookies starting last year. You know, first or second year guys made up most of that defense. They really did. So it's young it's adapting. It struggled to start with. And then just something happened because when it got to one and six, I mean, I was on the pod, our pod, angry, 
Like I was starting to wonder what was going on with this team. And then some had just switched. You know, Dan Campbell's whole ethos is you work hard, you grit it out, you work through the bad times and success will come because of it. And then you saw something change. They started to win games. They started to win games consistently. They started to win games differently. You know, we eked out a very narrow win against the Bears. Thanks to Okuda pick six in Justin Fields, which I will love that play till the end of my days. <laughs> then we start blowing out teams, you know, the Jags, the Giants, guys who were on like playoff periphery there. And you started to see this young core finally have the belief in itself that it could go out and win. Then you got to the Panthers game, which I don't like to talk about very much, but they blew us out. That was the first game in the two-year tenure of them when it's like, actually, there's something in this, because that's when we were we were making a bolt for the playoffs at the end. And, you know, you could tell it got to them. They weren't used to being in that position. It was a bit of naivety there. They didn't play well. But then you go to the end of the season against the Packers. You can't make the playoffs. They can that is a game we'd lose 100 times out of 100. That's a game they're trying to win. It's not one of those end-of-season ones where they're rolling out the second team. And you saw just how hard that team fought. They absolutely smacked them in the face. And that, for me, just shows the mentality of the team has grown to a point where this has not been seen on this side before. This is a team who truly believes in themselves and then the end of the season comes and you sort of start looking around the division. Aaron's going, you know, the Bears are still not great. Vikings are still not great. And after two years of building your own guys, you know, we've been getting guys out of undrafted free agency who start, you know, late round draft picks who become starters for us. You then saw the investment in the veteran talent we need to make the next step with this team. Because there's only so much you can do with kids all the time. At some point, you have to have a talent injection. The secondary, which was the glaring hole in this team, has had so much put into it offseason. Not only have you bought in CJ Gardner-Johnson, he's one of the best hybrid players in the league, maybe the at his corner safety hybrid role. You've got Cam Sutton, who's going to come in and be your leading cornerback. You bring in Emmanuel Mosley. It's not quite fit yet. But then you go into the draft, you bring in Brian Branch, who's stupidly good. We got him in the second round. I, I don't know how these players keep falling to us, but you see that, and then you see on the offensive side of the ball, Goff, from two years ago when he came, he was crestfallen. He was devoid of confidence. There was nothing to him, and you could see it. You could see it in his eyes. He'd gone. And now he's at a franchise which has repeatedly backed him, has repeatedly, you know, it's not gone after his successor in the draft. They've believed in him. He's got an offensive coordinator who believes in him. He believes in himself now. And he's a good quarterback. I, I, He's better than the likes of Dak Prescott. And I will die on that hill. Dak is overrated as they come. And Goff is a good quarterback who has come into his own now. He's got his offensive line there. The trenches are set. The defensive line is set now on the interior and the edge. We're so deep there now. Hutch. Houston came out last year. We got Josh Pascal back from injury. You know, we got the Aquara brothers in there. We're set where we need to be. And we've invested in the areas of the team where we were struggling. And then in this draft, you've seen just go, everybody questioned it, you know, positional value and all that, which I don't subscribe to, but it's filling in the remaining holes in this team. Jameer Gibbs, you've seen the offense we play. It was one of the most dynamic in the NFL last year. 
we run the ball and we need to run it a bit better sometimes. We've got Monty in, but how do you run it better? You have depth in your room. You've got two studs in there now. And Gibbs, I've said he's going to break Camera's rookie record this year because I truly believe he's going to. He is that special, what he's going to be. So do you think he's lead back? He's going to get used in the slot so much. He will get his running back. He will get his running back reps, but you're going to see him used as a receiver a lot. Yeah. Joint wise, his stats are going to be huge. But you bring him in, you bring Jack Campbell in, he's going to be your long term green dot leader of your defense in a room that's really good right now. You've got his mentor in Alex Anzalone. You've got two very good young guys coming into the second and third year in Rodrigo and Barnes in there. The room is set. The defensive line has had work put into it as well. We've gone after quarterback too. We've brought Teddy Bridgewater into backup golf because we believe in this team to win games, even if he goes down. You don't invest in a guy like that if you're not certain this team's ready to go. But you can just tell by the off-season moves they've made, the ways they've drafted, the positions they've filled. They've filled out this roster where we don't have a glaring deficiency on it right now. Some people yep. might say wide receiver. I would push back about that. Some people do say interior of the D-line, maybe. But it's the mentality of this team. And it's and, and Campbell has, you know, the team believe, and I've seen progression through year one and year two, and now I've seen the talent in the building come from the outside. They've invested in free agency. They're ready for a push. That's what makes me believe in this team. And everybody's seen it. They don't know when they're beaten. And their core is all young guys. You look at how they play. Panay Sewell, he is as motivated as you will find. Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm sure you've all seen him in some degree there. He carries the chip on his shoulder about where he was drafted. He is constantly striving to be better. You've not had that sort of swag in your rookies in Detroit for a long time. These are the guys leading the franchise now who it's never going to be good enough, not until they go and win it all. And that's so, and that's why I subscribe to this team this year. I've seen it grow over two years, and I now know that they trust it to go and win. So I I I agree the team's fantastic, but I need you say you'll push back on the receivers. But Williams out until week seven. Yeah. Is, is that, is that, oh, we so got we got a buy in there, so I think so. It's like week eight. Oh, okay. Seven or eight, so Marvin Jones Jr. is middle of the road. I mean, he's not junior anymore, is he? He's Solid. very old. Yeah, but that's his name, isn't it? <laughs> and and so, so you've got Armin Ra, who I do think is elite. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, really, you're playing with Josh Reynolds. You've got Khalif Raymond. These these players are not exciting you, so you're going to have to run the ball a lot. I know you have got elite running backs now, but you're going to have to. So I know you said Goff. So. I, I was not a fan of Goff when it came to the Rams. Uh, so from, from the Rams to the Lions, was not at all. But yeah. I do admit, we, me, me and Scott were in the same boat. We were like, we don't like, don't like Goff. He thought he was crap. Mm. System quarterback didn't have his didn't have his uh, trumpet play there anymore. Going to fail. And he showed us last year that he could actually do it. And we were we were quite impressed. Uh, but I think this this is this is the only thing that I'm concerned about. He's not going to have to throw to receivers who aren't quite. The level that he was playing with last year, in terms of the, the, the receiver ones, is he going to struggle? Is he going to? Is that going to be? If, if, if the game is on him, if you're behind and it's on him, is that going to? That, that's my that'd be my thing as well. It's it's not that 
Goff definitely impressed me last year compared to what I, my opinion of him was. But he's got a little Kirk Cousins to him, which is that he is he really going to drag a team through some tough games and be like, yeah, he's going to put it on his back and really win this game. I think he's going to look good again, and I think you're going to you know you're going to have a good season. Don't think you're not, but same sort of thing you, you mentioned, like yeah, the wide receiver and. I mean, yeah, I'll let you answer that first. I have another question after, but yeah, do you think Goff is really going to, like Iris says, with that wide receiver room, is that enough to really have a push? I believe so. And and when you talk about the receiver room, the only guy you've lost last year is DJ Chark. And he's an injury liability. He had, what, 500 yards for us on the year, but you look how the ball spread out. Amon Ra had his, what, nearly 1,200 yards on the season. Khalif had over 600, Reynolds had nearly 500, you know, Swift, Hawk, these guys. We don't need a wide receiver one because we don't play that way. The offense that we play is designed to bring in a lot of different aspects in. It's not it's not Cousins throwing to Jefferson every time he gets the opportunity or to Thielen. So we utilize our tight ends a lot. And you look at our tight end room, which people maybe are ignoring a bit, but Laporta comes in this year. He, on a really bad team last year, as the main receiver on the Iowa team, you know, he racked up the yards. He's a really good receiver. You put him on, you know, the interior. You put him in there. You've got James Mitchell, who we drafted the year before from Virginia Tech. You've got two very good pass-catching tight ends in there. You've got gadget guys all over the show. Jamie Gibbs is going to play in the slot. You're going to have guys on the outside as well. When J-Mo comes back as well, we drafted Antoine Green out of UNC. He's your deep threat guy there. Chase Cota, who's come through in camp. He's been an undrafted free agent. He's had a really good game. He's probably going to make our roster to be fair, out of Oregon. I knew nothing about him before the start of this offseason. But <laughs> you're going to have – we don't need a wide receiver, is what I'm saying. A lot of these guys are going to put four, 500 yards. Marvin knows the league. He knows this team. You're going to get enough out of him. And Amon is going to be the focal point. He's going to be the one who's going to get the big yardage. But you don't need all these players around it because we did it last year. Like I said, you are only taking Chark out of the equation. You're not taking much production out of last year's receiver room. And you're coming back with it this year with the schemes better. The offensive line is going to be fully healthy. Thank God for the first time in forever. We're going to have the starting five playing together. And just say, you're going to have J-Mo injected into this and you're going to have fully fit Sam Laporta injected into this, fully fit James Mitchell adapted into this. You're going to have Jones back, who's going to be the veteran guy in there. So whilst, you know, everyone would love a wide receiver one personally, I've said this a lot in our Discord, I want us to trade for Mike Evans. I do, because he's out of contract <laughs> next year, and I'll put him in there. But to answer your question, no. Goff doesn't need a number one wide receiver to work with. He will spread it around the offense because that's how we're built. And that's why it's so dangerous, because you don't know where the ball's going. And you can bet your bottom dollar the backs are going to be used a lot in motion. You are going to see a lot used from the interior there. It's We've got a really good offensive coordinator who will make the most out of all that. And Goff is confident for the first time in a long time He's got his confidence. He can do a job there. And you see some of the teams last year. He ripped apart the Buffalo Bills last year. That Bills secondary is good. And he absolutely annihilated it. The Jags, the Giants, guys who had had good performances there. He can, if he plays above average, which is all we need him to be. I'm not saying he's elite, not in the slightest. But if he plays above average to his potential, he can take you all the way. He's done it before and he can do it again. So... I don't have 
necessarily the concerns there, but I can see why people would have that concern outwise. But I just know how we play, what we've got, and what we've added there this year. Cool. I've got five names at wide receiver, not wide receiver ones, but in this period of time where you might be looking for another weapon, would you add one of these guys? Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, Kenny Golladay, or Quintus Cephas? Two of them are, obviously, you've got Cephas as a former Lion. Mate, what, what year did you pull these names from? They are the <laughs> current remaining free agents. I'm pretty sure Quintet is suspended for the year for gambling. Oh, yeah, Quintet and um, Stanley Berryhill suspended, aren't they? Yeah. So oh, okay. I am on my own here, surprisingly, but I did say I'd take Kenny back. I knew I was and I about to say them. Kenny a chance because, no, because I think Kenny gets a hard rap from Lions fans. He he turned the contract down here in the park win, but he just had two 1,000-yard seasons. He was hot. He was obviously hoping for that one more big year because it was always you said they were going to pay him 17, 18 million. He wanted 20 plus. And you know what? He's not going to be the first or last player in the league who ever tries to do that. Some are going to hold out longer so yeah. their price tag goes up. I will never hold that against him. And the last year he had his injuries. He was never fully healthy. People started circulating. He was faking it and that. And there was never any proof to come out otherwise. He did his best work with us. We drafted him. He is exactly what we need in terms of an outside contested catch guy. Yeah. People will argue that Goff doesn't like those guys, but I think there's very few teams, unless you're the Dolphins apparently, where every single one of your receivers is going to separate because they're that damn quick. I think they're just an essential part. So if you had say... him, Williams and Armin Ra, I think yeah. that's a pretty uh well that's the thing. When Williams is back, I mean if you go into next year's draft and Williams has had a breakout second half of the year. Or even just a really good one. And Amon Ra has had another thousand yard season. You don't go into the draft going wide receivers, a big need for that team. You know, you go, it's like maybe another day two guy or something like that. You flesh out your roster and you've got the guys around it. So I think it's still just predicated on J-Mo being out and people been down on him, but. I'm I'm high on him. Yeah, yeah no, I know, I know, yeah. But I just honestly, the amount of hate you have to fight with him is unreal there are so many people who want him to fail and i say this there are two groups of people who want him to fail the rest of the nfc north because they know just how damn good he'll be if he gets there so they don't want to face him so they're negative about him and then unfortunately they're sort of overhauled from the same old lions fan base that just love to see them fail so they can be negative all the damn time yeah yeah so <laughs> it's but yeah. yeah, I can understand why the concerns about wide receiver there, but for me, I'm confident because we don't we've not missed that much from last year, really. And we were yes. still that good then. Yeah. The the other question then, just before we get to records and breakout players and stuff, because you mentioned about the, the drafts obviously have built like like Arias building up to this point. Do you think they got a bit cute this draft? Like I know you you seem like you're really high on Gibbs. Fair enough, is is it gonna be a great weapon? I'm of the opinion that you don't draft a running back that high and left and even Bijan I was like I mean he's the best running back you've seen in years and that still was a question mark and then I know Brian Branch can be great but that seemed like he fell to you rather than it was good draft strategy he just seemed to fall there for some reason do you think they got a bit cute going let's get Gibbs let's get Jack Campbell who don't know was he worth that pick that, that sort of thing where you've because you've got so much I know Hutchinson was a great pick obviously he fell to you at number two sounds weird to say fell to you but uh, Rodriguez in the fifth round, St. Brown in the fourth. Like you've got a lot of, they've, they've got a lot of like 
good draft history the last couple of years to back themselves up. Did they get too cute and just believe the hype too much that they're a complete team? When Are they maybe a year off yet? So, again, I can understand the thinking behind it exactly. I know a lot of people subscribe to positional value in that. What this is, Brad Holmes doesn't care about positional value because what he cares about is it's a, to get drafted by Detroit, you have to have the mentality. It's not actually about position. It's about having the mentality, being a footballer, you know, having the talent level to succeed. But you've got to have the right mindset to get there. Like I said earlier, with Penny, with Amon Ra, with all these guys, they're driven, they're determined, they're never satisfied. There is, I don't know, I can't pinpoint exactly what it is. You know, we jokingly call it the grit scale, which we're trying to work out. But they look for mental characteristics as much as physical talent and positional value on the field. So in terms of Gibbs, you know, the the plan was always to draft him. But our draft got ruined by the Seahawks when they picked Devon Witherspoon when they didn't need him because they just got to read Woolen last year. The, the plan was to draft Devon Witherspoon. When he gets, I don't, I don't taken, like that pick. Yeah, I yeah, don't like that pick. <laughs> we we all did. We were that was our pick all the way, and I was convinced the Seahawks yeah. were going to take a quarterback to sit behind Geno. That's what they should have done because he'll be good for a year or two. Take Anthony Richardson, sit him two years, bang, that's you've what got I to wanted. go. And that's what I had planned for them. But when they ruined that, there was no one else there to pick. So that's why they did the trade back to twelve. Then when you get to twelve, it's like they want Gibbs a lot. And he would not have been there at 18. So I can understand why they've gone up to get him because, like I say, it's nothing to do with Brad Holmes with positional value. It's all about the mental attributes they have and what they bring on the field. And he's unique in what, well, I say unique, it's a, it's a you know, word used all the time, but you look at the dual threat <laughs> ability. He's not going to be a running back all the time. The amount of stuff you can do with him in the slot, he's basically a slot receiver as well as a running back. So you've got the versatility, you've got the right mindset. He's happy with that pick for him. I'm fine with that because I've seen what's happened with his last two drafts when he's thought exactly the same. These guys, more often, we've had more hits in these last two drafts than we have in the last two decades. And it's yeah. a system that works. And then the same with Campbell. I mean, if the original plan had have gone, we wouldn't have drafted Campbell, you know, because he wouldn't have been in the spot. We would have been with a spoon and Gibbs. Then mm. it sort of comes down the line. He's there at 18. And again, with Campbell, a guy, he's a team captain, Iowa produce NFL talent all the time. We have a glaring need at linebacker in terms of a future leader of the defense, you know, Anzalone's replacement long-term. He's the guy. He's the one and only guy you want. You pick him there. Brad doesn't care about the value. Again, it's all about the player, what he brings to the team, the spot he fills. So, and then when you go down the list, I mean, like Branch, that was, I mean, I don't know how the hell Branch fell there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just a no-brainer for any team, apparently, apart from the Packers. I don't get why the Packers allowed us to do that. But, again, then you've got Laporta. We have had an issue with tight end. We, we let Hawk go last year, and now Hawk's holding out on the Vikings, which is hilarious. You know, it <laughs> certainly justifies that whole thing now. But Laporta adds a need in there. You know, a guy will block on the inside for you. A guy will also get down the field, he'll stretch the middle of the field, he'll bring up room for Amarok. It's, it's all a big chess game he's doing. You you and should be a, a Lions hype man. It's I'm not telling that, you that. It's, 
In yeah. the last five minutes, yeah, I've become a fucking huge Lions fan. I'm just trying to explain the logic because I get why you're asking the question. On paper, yeah, it seems cute. On paper, it seems cute. But then you go down, then obviously Hooker falls. And I mean, we traded down three times and he was still there. But the three trade downs mm. came because they wanted to trade back up for Broderick Martin. Because we have a need at defensive tackle, especially against the run. We've struggled in recent years. I know we had a few good performances last year, but Broderick will come in and be that second guy alongside Ali McGill who's going to fill in against the run. So it was all the moves that were made were very specific needs on this team, which is why I say I believe in this team this year because they feel they're at the point now where they can do that and they can bring these guys in. But this is very cold and very calculated. This is also why I wanted to do a college podcast purely because of how much that conversation was fed by a lot of the tape that happened last year and how much that was um generating the hype for these players in the in like this draft but i have to say anthony i will say this now because i've said it on that podcast anthony is probably one of the most knowledgeable guys on college football i've ever met i'll say it now that he's just up he is so up there with everything he we're like talking about group of five, power five, independence, trying to get into FC. I'm trying to get into FCS, so I'm going to ask Anthony about that. But like, my God, he's just so <laughs> knowledgeable right. about college and Detroit. He's up there with like, you have, you have got me on board. Some of the best Detroit. in the UK, I'd say. I'd probably say he's one of the best in the UK for both. I'm still saying you have a hype in it. I think the uh, Lions. Uh, <laughs> they should, they should, <laughs> I mean, I mean would you not be disappointed in me if I came in and said, "Oh yeah, we're going to be shit"? Yeah. 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 To be fair, John would have to be great. I'd have, I'd have muted you. <laughs> I think I mean, to be fair, we, got... we had Pez from uh, We Talk Seahawks on last week, and he was the same. I'm a Seahawks on myself, but he was really, really optimistic. And I said to him afterwards, <laughs> "Like you, you, you like it, don't you?" He's like, "Yeah, I think we're going to be great this year." Like, so you, I, you I, have I, to. Yeah, I've said, you know, this season, our, our first five weeks makes or breaks us. Uh, you know, we, if we don't show up in the first five weeks, I I, I can't even fathom how bad it's going to get. So I'm very I'm very aware of the real and uh, realistic expectations here because the one thing this team has to do now, you've got to start knocking down, I give it to a line of dominoes. You've got to win the NFC North, get that off your back. You've got to win the playoff game, get that off your back. And you've got to make an NFC Championship game, get that off your back. And it's all about making those small little progresses. But can this team do it when it's expected of them? Because like I said, these last two years, apart from that Carolina game, there's not been one bit of expectation on them. And why I'm up on the Packers is because they've had years of dealing with that expectation and succeeding with it for the most part until they get to the championship game. That's the leap our team has to... I know they've got the mental fortitude to do it, and I know they've got the talent to do it, but can you bring both together and take that step? Because it's something a lot of teams just can't do. Yeah. So I am, I am very, you know, oh, I'm very realistic about this. I will hype the draft class. I will, I hype the process because I believe in the way the team has been built. But they do have a lot to prove to me yet, and you know, I'm not fully on board until they do because, you know, they've got to do that first. I've got to see them do it before I can buy in on it. So I've seen too many times when it's just all fallen to bits. So yeah. Uh, idea for NFL UK if they ever listen to this, they should do the fan of the year like they do for the NFL America and they get to read out draft pick. They should do an NFL UK fan of the year, <laughs> fans based in the UK. Because we, we've, had, we've, guys, we've had Anthony and Pez and they would be top two, easy, yeah, easy top two. 
they they are just both of you are just unbelievable. Right. Well, if, if you'd have seen me the last two years, I, <laughs> I I didn't say you know I I had realistic expectations. Two years ago, I said I don't care. I just want to see some players get good. Last year, all I said is I want to see them win a few games and show they can do it. So I believe my expectations to be real when I say this year we can win the NFC North and get a home playoff game and potentially win that, depending on who it's against. I think that's reasonable. I don't think it's pushing the boat out too much. And I think we've got the team to do it. Um, Let's go breakout players. We'll discuss records in a second. So breakout players. Anthony, you can go first. Oh, this yeah, but this is not fair for me because I, I've got like fifty guys who could break okay. out. But <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say Jameer Gibbs. I honestly think that Jameer Gibbs is going to break out something bigger. This I think Camera's records under threat this year with him. And again, I mean, let's hope so. I've got him in a lot of fancy leagues, so let's hope so. Hi. <laughs> Good start, Scott. Uh, I I kind of want to go defense because I think that the offense is a lot of great players, but some that aren't quite ready. I think Laporte will take a bit of time because Titans always do. Um, I'll bit of an outside shot, but I think uh, Melifonwu at safety. Yeah. I, think get, I think I think he could play a lot of game time while while they sort of. I don't see this two start has been locked down. I think he could he could break out. Sure, that was mine. If he's a sore subject with me, because I think he's been treated badly by the team. They moved him from outside corner to safety, and he's an outside corner, and it's like, for God's sake, put him back there. But I'm I'm big on Iffy, so mm. I, I support that pick. I hope he does. I really it, do. It has been like square peg into a round hole at times with him a little bit. Um well, I was originally going to say Jameer Gibbs, and then I was going to say Fiti Melifonwu. Uh, then I was going to say Sam Laporta, but then tight ends take some time. Can I say Jameson Williams? Is that if you think a breakout? If you think a breakout can happen in seven games, yeah, go for it. Well, it's not seven. Is it? <laughs> he, come, he comes. He comes back in. Ta- yeah, he comes back week eight. And I was yeah, fair enough. And then he's week, got week, week seven, eight. isn't it? A week seven, he comes back, and then he's got week seven, week eight, bye, and then the rest of the season. But I yeah, think, I, I think he'll break up. Yeah, I think James Williams. I'd, what no, was his, his first NFL catch? Was a seventy-five yard touchdown, wasn't it? Or was that? Yeah, I had know. that one against the Packers as well. If our offensive yeah. lineman hadn't have DDT'd someone into the ground, <laughs> you know, he can do it. I, yeah. I think I think he'll be among the NFL's best by the end of the year. I think by the end of next season, he'll be top fifteen, top ten. Okay, okay. Good. Sorry, so, this, yeah. so. Records. Records. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna put it out yeah. there because I'm I'm going ten and seven, and I've got them finishing second division to the yeah, Packers, I'm... who are also ten and seven, but got better division record. I'm exactly with you. Ten and seven, second division. I think you're sixth seed. I think you make the playoffs still. Um, I've got you playing the the Forty Niners in the playoffs and losing. Oh, wait, let me see what I have the playoff actually. Just as long uh, as it's just as long as it's not the Cowboys and losing, otherwise I will take that personally. <laughs> um, I've, got, I've got you. Lo- I've got you losing to the Saints actually. <laughs> I've got the Saints. What? The, what? the Saints yeah. are rubbish. What? Saints yeah. are making playoffs. Give over. Saints are going to win a very bad division and then beat you in playoffs. Oh, um, right. that would be a bad season for me. If we lost <laughs> let me salvage this relationship then. I went ten and seven. I was winning the division. And making a playoff game. Well, yeah. I've got you beating <laughs> Seattle. Nah, come on now. 
it would be a fantastic. I've got you beating Seattle. Be a fun playoff game. Oh, I just realized where I've got them. We've got them week three or two. We got them week two. Yeah, I think you beat us. I think we've got you going to the NFC Championship game. Ah uh, well, here comes. I, I'm not on that boat yet. I don't, don't, don't yeah. start saying I'm an overpaid guy. Yeah, I accidentally. I'm what's, have, a, what's a divisional? I had round, to man? have put that you as a mistake because I've got you beating the Niners for some strange reason. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not. Yeah, that's a mistake. <laughs> but I've got you going against the Niners in the divisional round. So I think I think that's a successful season, personally. That would be a... right. Seventeen and zero. Yeah, Super Bowl. Eleven and six. I've got us at eleven and six. We yeah. five and one against the conference last year. Our road schedule is rotten. You're at the Chargers. You're at the Ravens. You're at the Chiefs. You know, oh. you're at the Chargers oh. as well. Or you know, I, I we're good at home. We've got the Panthers and the Seahawks at home this year. I would expect to win them, but it all comes down to the first five because it's the Chiefs. I put, I put you starting three and two. If we start, yeah. I will take that right now because we start away at the Chiefs. Then we've got the Seahawks and the Panthers at home, who both dicked us last year. We're away at the Packers, and we are we've got Atlanta at home too. So I think, I think yeah, lose we... Kansas, beat Seattle, beat Atlanta, lose to the Packers away, and then beat Carolina. I've got loss, loss, win, win, win. I'll, I'll take three. I think yeah. if we if we win three, we're going in big into double figures. Like eleven or twelve. If we come out less than that, I would be concerned because for me, Seattle. Well, Seattle are the barometer for the playoffs, aren't they? Because they were like the real fringe team last year who got here. Yeah. We just fell short against those, so they're the barometer team, and, and they've got good this year. I know all the rookies are injured, but they're still a good side. If you can beat them at home, you are setting a precedent. You are showing that you're good enough to break into that playoff thing. And yeah. it's the same with the Panthers. They were right on the precipice as well, and. We owe them for the ass kicking they gave us last year. So I mean, the Panthers' O line is disgraceful. So your D line will have an absolute. Did they have game. the ones out against the Jets? Oh, no, Brett. They, didn't. they didn't. Okay, it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> it does matter. If they, if that if it they're letting matter. that happen to their brand new quarterback. Something needs to change in that. But it's not the ones. It's fine. Some of the ones played. They will. I can't remember exactly. If all I was going to say, I don't. I haven't seen it. It wasn't all. I've... It wasn't all two. It wasn't all of them, but yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I think I think we'll call it there. Wait. And it's been an abs- Oh, go on. You got five co- five college teams. I haven't forgotten. Uh, Tennessee. Uh, Oklahoma. Just going to name states. I say yeah. I say, you, can't, <laughs> you can't. You can't use states. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all state. They're all states, but I mean Michigan State. No. Michigan Wolverines. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> They're both teams. Both teams. Yeah. Eastern yeah. Michigan, Western Michigan, Central Michigan. There you go. She's all the Michigan ones. <laughs> Rutgers. Oh, oh, he's man. built. He's pulled that one out. Oh, yeah, pulled that one out. Yeah, Do you know what? that's fair. Yeah. LSU. Yeah. Florida Gators. Swamp Kings. Well, let him off. Alabama. Uh, yeah, lay off. Oh, there you are. I'm surprised you actually named for Get named fuck, more mate. than five. Then Dylan Tess. I don't well. know how you pulled that out. Uh, I went to watch them. Did you? In New Jersey. I didn't. Michigan Wolverines beat them 74 0. Yes, boys. Oh, you have said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was rookies you played. Uh, yeah, they all got tickets to the Island game, did they? At the weekend. I wish. I wish. Mm, I'm, no, no, I'm going next year, though. I've said I'm going next year. 
Um, oh, as, long as, you, just... as long as you've said it, then. You might, might, might going. <laughs> oh, no, because because we missed the ticket sales starts in March, I think it is. Yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah, okay. we're, we're definitely going. Me and Matt are definitely going. We're going to. Yeah. Fair. Well, nice Anthony. On that note, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, mate. As as Brett says, you are a knowledgeable guy. It is, but it is good to have you on and come and inform us all about. It. It's good, not just you. Everyone we've had on so far from their individual teams inform us about the depth in their teams that we probably haven't really looked into because we watch as a whole. So it is. It has been interesting, mate. And I am even even more on board with the Lions this year. So let's go. Uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, do you want to tell everyone uh, where they can find you guys and where they can listen? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, thanks for having me on again. I've, I, I really enjoy this, so appreciate you using you using me as your Detroit Lions source. You know? <laughs> no so, but thanks for that. But yeah, you can find us at Roar of the Lions UK. We are, as like I said, a UK-based Detroit Lions for you know podcast, probably the only one, but biggest one over here <laughs> now. So, if you want to come and check us out, please do. We we go live on Mondays. Um, as Brett said, I do a college show on Wednesdays, so it's not just all Lions stuff. We do a little bit on that as well, and then. You'll find us online during the games. We do watch-alongs, all that sort of stuff. So if you want to come and check out Detroit Lions content, come find us at Roar of the Lions UK. Perfect. Well, nice one, mate. And yeah, always welcome back. We'll try and do it again mid-season, see how, see how you're doing, see how our predictions have gone along. But yeah, cheers, mate. Enjoy the, enjoy the last pre-season game. Uh, we'll do it. Thank you so much. Cheers, cheers. guys. Cheers. Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.